And hello, and welcome everyone to another installment of the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. It's Sunday night, Matt. We're back again with all of our friends here on both Twitch and YouTube. We're continuing to go strong with the simulcasting, and a lot of people are really enjoying it. They really are, yeah. We get a lot of people every week, and it's, it's great to see. Some people are even donating and helping the show directly that way. I know... Yeah. Uh, what is it donating on youtube is a little easier than on twitch and mm -hmm. on other things so you know that's always good and that's always a plus absolutely uh, so what's your weekend been like matt uh not too bad uh not too bad i i've been watching a lot of movies like this week had like a lot of movies come out mm. uh not just like black widow which we'll talk about later but we had like uh the second fear street film oh uh, yes a lot of people are talking about that i i finally took notice like oh maybe i should get into this oh they're fantastic they're absolutely fantastic films there's the the last one comes out this friday and but yeah they're so good they're, they're such refreshing horror films yet they're refreshing yet they do a lot of tropes but they're aware that of those tropes right yeah they're fantastic that's good i might have to check that one out it's been a while since i've had like a really really good horror movie i i had been putting it off for a while because i'd been busy and lethargic and everything there but i finally started a uh, season two of i think you should leave now like mm -hmm. basically right before we started yep <laughs> man the manic just insane energy <laughs> it's great that, isn't that it? <laughs> it really is and it's just like there's nothing like this and yet they gave them a season two. Like, this is the sort of thing where it's like, ah, you know, they probably made season one thing. This is just going to be a weird cult item from a bunch of former Saturday Night Live people who never really took off the way they thought they would. But it's like, no, let's do a second season. Let's make it bigger and stranger and just more like from the mouth of a madman. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's I, I kind of I like kind of want to keep comparing it to like Tim and Eric uh mm. except it kind of goes like a little bit further than that it's true as Again, you said I... it's just like utter chaos now it's funny too because you know stuff like tim and eric never really appealed to me that much like don't get me wrong i respect the creativity that goes into it and i know they have a lot of fans and everything i like this more than tim and eric oh yeah i do as well i think it's just like uh just the presentation of it all yeah yeah and the fact that you know robbins himself is kind of just like a likable weirdo every man in a weird way yeah yeah he's got like this sad puppy dog hang dog expression <laughs> and like you you, you want to root for him even when he's being an absolute weirdo <laughs> yeah 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 I, I don't know what that says about you but there's something there's something about it yeah thank you a carter for the donation hey i didn't see that yeah much 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 appreciate looking forward to your thoughts on black widow keep up the good work yes we will be giving our thoughts on black widow a carter in fact for the first time in like two years we're actually gonna have like a full-on spoiler cast at the end of the show it's been so long because there for... hasn't been new, new movies for a marvel movie yeah <laughs> holy shit again like i put them like are we are we really gonna do that are, are, are we really doing that is it really time <laughs> I guess we're going to do it again next month, too, because The Suicide Squad comes out both in theaters yep. and uh, on demand. Yep, and then the month after that with Shang-Chi. <laughs> True enough. Yeah, I guess we will get back into it. Because, yeah, I guess theaters in the States are opening up now, so movies are more viable and everything. I think if all goes well, I might be able to get my second backs in the next little bit. But even then, I don't know if I feel good enough to go to the movies yet or if even the movies in my theater or in my area are going to be opening up. 
yeah. and everything because they still might not be able to. It's w- weird times we still live in when you're not in America. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm no closer to getting my vaccination. We just had uh, like it, I, it, it, like it, it's sad. Like we, we, we had like another like, COVID death, and I'm like, oh my god, that's sad. But, but it's like the first death we've had in ten months. Oh wow. And I'm like, that's pretty good. It's still sad someone died, but that's pretty fucking good if it was one death in the last ten months. Yeah, Australia looks so much uh, far ahead than everyone else, but I guess we got these variants and shit now, so they're yep. just, like, rushing to try and get as many people back. So I know for me, I got the Pfizer, and then they're like, okay, so you can wait for another Pfizer if you want, or you can get the Moderna. They're both the same, like, R&D sort of thing, so, you know, you can actually mix and match these if you want. And I'm like, well, I kind of want to get Pfizer for completion's sake. You know, I'm a nerd and I need to have the whole set and everything. I hate to have uncomplete set. And it's like, as well, it's like, uh, if you get like two different ones, that means you're getting like two different, like kill orders from different nations, you know, <laughs> exactly. You yeah. know, one from the Russians, one from the Chinese, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to mess myself up in that regard. Also, thank you. The captain Coon. no spoiler cast for snake eyes in two weeks. It's funny. I just saw the trailer for snake eyes the other day and I saw it completely by accident. It was a YouTube ad and I saw the dude from that show warrior that I like yep. so much. And I'm like, oh, storm wow, shadow. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, is he in another triad movie? Damn, this looks cool. This looks so awesome. They're fighting and they're going to Japan and everything. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The the mask, the sword. Is this a G.I. Joe? Fuck me. This is a G.I. <laughs> Joe movie. What? <laughs> I Is that coming out on streaming? I know it's like being advertised in cinemas, but is that coming to a streaming service? It's so hard to tell anymore. I have no clue where anything goes now. Yeah. Like, literally, it drives me crazy every time I see a movie. I'm like, oh, that looks good. And then I need to look online. Like, is this coming to a streaming? Is this coming to a theater? Like, uh, what, what's that one there from that former college humor guy? Uh, I, ironically, with one of the actors from I Think You Should Leave Now, uh, Werewolves Within. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. I'd like to watch that. Is that coming to a streaming? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be the thing that this is like one of those ones that actually went to a real theater. Hey, maybe now that like uh, Black Widow and like 60 million on like Disney Plus subscriptions and like premiere access, maybe all these films will suddenly start coming to streaming a bit more. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously that's, you know, one of the stories we were going to tackle eventually. But, you know, Black Widow defied all expectations and actually made a shit ton of money. It's almost as if what we've been saying was true, Matt for like a year and some change and that is like nah man we got an avengers movie we can just sit on it till whenever it, it, it's been hilarious as well over the weekend like watching like film snobs just absolutely lose their shit over this oh for sure like like not not just for the fact that it's like a marvel movie yeah uh, doing it but just for the fact that it's 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 something other than like christopher nolan who yes. did, like it, where, where like remember when he said he was gonna save cinema with tenant and it Yo, like bombed God, yeah. fucking horribly <laughs> again i think this they're mad at it and i cannot blame them for being mad because this means that they'll always be wrong whenever someone says yeah the marvel cinematic universe and disney yeah are basically holding up the entire theater thing and are holding up basically all the movies <laughs> and as right well as now. like the streaming service like like the premier uh, access getting 60 million that like that's impressive and like they're mad at like, that as well <laughs> In one fail swoop, it proved everything a lot of, you know, the more annoying film snobs out there were saying completely wrong. Yeah, well, as, as well as that, it earned $60 million on that, and then earned, like, like 90 or something at, like, the cinema, so there's, like, yep. there's room for both, you know? 
There he is, which, man, that's the most interesting thing. You know, the Black Widow effect, let's coin that term right now. What do we think that's going to mean for movies moving forward? Because, again, not everyone is going to get to be vaxxed the same way the States is. Yeah, yeah. People are still going to have to wear masks and be afraid of variants and everything. Like, is this is this just the way movies are going to be now? I don't think forever, but, like, for a, for a period of time, I think so. Because, yeah, I mean, as we've seen, it can work. Yeah, and I mean, this could also just open the gate to, like, smaller movies get doing, like, the, the whole uh, streaming and theater release, and they could m- potentially make more money that way. I mean, shit, if the next big, like, Sundance Toronto Film Festival thing, if they gave me the option to see a bunch of those digitally, I would. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely would, where it's like, yeah, this one's got a lot of good buzz. You should check it out. Mm-hmm. Didn't, weren't they going to do that, like, last year or something? I think, I don't know if they actually went through yeah, it or if yeah. it was for journalists, they had the option. Yeah, yeah. Because I knew if that was the case, I'm like, well, shit, let me find an accredited film critic in my area so I can go to their house and be like, hey, man, can I watch these over your shoulder? <laughs> Yeah, as the chat saying too, there was a lot of surprise movies. Yeah, Fast and the Furious Nine was another big deal. Again, who thought Fast and the Furious would also be a savior of the movie theaters? And that Demon Slayer movie apparently yeah. also did quite good worldwide. Yeah, well, yeah, that was doing really well. I think last year, like when it when it like originally released in like Japan and everything, it was like just like breaking all the records and everything. Uh, people apparently people love that Demon Slayer kid yeah. so much they're willing to risk life and limb to go and see his <laughs> next big adventure. On a train, I think. <laughs> I watched the Honest trailer for that, and I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't watched frame one of this Demon Slayer thing. I just know it exists and that I could watch it on Netflix if I want. And yeah. I'm like, oh, so that's what it's about, huh? Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. It, it, yeah, it looks cool. It's like, yeah, you know, if I if I had more time and energy for anime, I'm sure I'd probably enjoy this the same way I enjoyed all those other shonen-y things. Yeah. That's basically what the Honest trailer said. Hey, have you liked a shonen anime in your life before? Yes. Then you'll probably like this. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh it's it's pre- it's like basic premise of a shonen anime, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's got demons in it. Yeah, and someone who slays them. Yeah, I like it. It's a winning combination, if you ask me. Uh, I guess with that, we can hop over into the actual news from this week. And don't worry, everyone, we will cycle back to Black Widow because that will be the final half of the show where we'll just talk that up. Yeah. Uh, All right, our first big news story this week. Ooh, I was so excited to hear this. Green Arrow, Aquaman, two beloved heroes who don't have a book right now, but they will be getting a brand new miniseries, Green Arrow, Aquaman, Deep Targets from Brandon Thomas, the writer, and is he the artist too of Excellent? I don't know, but, uh, you know, big, big indie guy is going to be doing a hardware soon, and oh, we're getting a miniseries, or I guess maxi-series, because it's seven issues. Yeah, Brandon Thomas is all over DC at the moment. He's got that Mr. Miracle book, he's done like a bunch of Infinite Frontier stuff. Uh, he's, he's, he's done this future state you know yeah the new hardware book which also mm-hmm. looks great by the way i think yeah. i think this is his year like every so often a writer has a year where they really blow up like mm-hmm. philip kennedy johnson had his like earlier on and we're going to be talking about him later but yeah i think this is brandon thompson or thomas's year yeah absolutely and again this cover very fun it's uh arthur and ollie but they've traded costumes for some reason <laughs> well not really that it's just i think um green arrow is like decked out in like atlantean armor right all, yeah is all that's happening and, and green arrow is like got green 
now. He's like not orange or anything. He's just like fully green. Yeah, the costume looks a little different now and everything, too. I like the design. I think Green Arrow was due for a redesign at some point. Honestly, yeah. the suit looks like they took a couple nods from Injustice. He looks a little bit more Injustice-y. A little bit, yeah. Which is not a bad design if you're going to get a design yeah. from anywhere. This is this is good. You know, if Aquaman and Green Arrow can't have books right now, why can't they have a miniseries? Exactly. And I, I kind of felt like it was going to go there anyway, or like at least one of them was going to get a miniseries because, as you said, they both don't have a book. And now we got like the best of both of those where they're both in one series. I mean, shit. Uh, what is it? Black Manta and Aqualad are both getting miniseries, mm-hmm. both by Brandon Thompson, I think. Yeah, oh, I don't, I don't think that he's, he's writing both of them. No, okay, yeah, no, he's not writing the uh, Calder one, but he is writing the Black Manta one. Yeah, maybe that's related makes, to this. Makes me think it is now, and I'm like, well, shit, I didn't think I was going to pick those books up, but now I feel like maybe I should. Yeah. I, uh, they were pretty scarce on details about what the story is, yet they just, you know, promised that they would throw down and team up, so every superhero team up ever. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> every superhero team up ever again to you know uh aquaman green arrow deep targets i feel like that has to be even just the slightest little nudge to green lantern green arrow hard traveling heroes probably which i wonder you know what uh what, what things will they debate about what issues will they tackle arthur and ollie <laughs> together these two white blonde men <laughs> will oliver have like an underwater punching glove uh boxing please. glove arrow pretty please I would like that so much. <laughs> did I, did you read that Green Arrow 80th anniversary? They gave another origin to the boxing glove arrow that I quite enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny where it's like, yeah, it was one of Wild uh, Cat's uh, boxing gloves <laughs> that he took and used. <laughs> you can't fight evil from 20 feet away, Green Arrow. Uh, yes, yes, I can, actually, very well. <laughs> it's kind of my thing, actually. <laughs> But yeah, this uh, this looks good. Super excited for this. Sign me the hell up. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited. When's it coming out? Uh, soon, but not like so soon. I think like uh, like three, four months from now. Yeah, so like October, November. Yeah, that uh, thereabouts. Cool. Uh, now our next topic also involves a brand new DC book, and this one was really unexpected, but maybe not so unexpected. Because, you know, the DC likes to keep this guy in work, especially because his big Hollywood aspirations seemingly didn't work out. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Tom King, who's got a new series which will see him resurrect the human target. Yeah, Christopher Chance. He's going to uh, get a mini series where he's depressed. Probably. But honestly, when I look at this, I'm like, fucking, yeah, this is a no-brainer, actually. I don't know if you know this, Matt, but Tom King was in the CIA. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And Which Chance... has me worried, though, because he's just got to make Christopher Chance him, like he does with every one of his fucking characters. Yeah, well, Christopher Chance is kind of a secret agent, too. And again, <laughs> this whole cover here not only reminds me a lot of James Bond, but also reminds me of Grayson. Which even I sometimes forget that Tom King actually co-wrote. So if we can see Tom King actually return to the fun kind of Tom King that we saw in Grace, and I'll be interested. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I wonder. It, it we'll would be s- it would be cool though. It would be really cool if he did that. Yeah. Didn't Human Target have a TV show? Was that yes. like accurate? Yes, he had a TV show. He had a TV show, and then I think the same guy appeared on Arrow. Oh, really? I know Christopher Chance was on Arrow. I know very little about the human target, actually. What's his deal? Uh, 
like a team sort of stuff oh, like helps okay. people yeah if you can find him you can hire yeah pretty much yeah he's like like a consultant bodyguard type guy right. who does like you know like macgyver sort of stuff yeah he definitely feels like a more old-timey sort of creation is he like yeah. a throwback to something or is he like a much older hero oh he's a much older hero he had like books in like the six uh not 60s like 80s and stuff i think maybe the that 70s maybe as well yeah that makes sense because yeah he definitely seems like a bit of a throwback also too it's going to be short by the looks of it too so also again using tom king to the best of his abilities hey write us something cool concise and to the point and don't take forever <laughs> it seems like he's just like he's just um exclusively black label now like they've they've completely removed him from like the um the actual dc continuity like he's still got that supergirl book which isn't black label but kind of outside continuity you know because mm -hmm. i wonder if that's because of, because of heroes in crisis <laughs> <laughs> well we let you play around with the continuity there tom and now uh what is it joshua williamson literally has to change everything yeah now we're like fixing everything about your book the whole flash the whole point of the flash book at the moment is fixing what you did <laughs> I was going to say, like, wasn't there, like, a flash panel that was making the rounds from the newest issue where it's Wally literally going back to Heroes in Crisis and being like, not my fault, it's not my fault anymore, yeah. we fixed it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that, that that's, like, the third or fourth time they tried to fix it from, like, oh, Wally didn't do it, it was Thawne that whispered in his ear and did it. Yeah. Well, okay, now he really didn't do it because of other reasons. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Uh, NR saying his deal is he substitutes people marked for murder. Okay, that's yeah. a pretty cool premise. Yeah, very like MacGyvery sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's a and again, that's why he's the human target because he puts himself in harm's way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not bad. Uh, alrighty then. What else do we got going on here? Ooh, uh, the trailer dropped this week. I think it's going to be the final trailer for uh, Marvel's What If, their big new animated thing they're going to be doing on the app in like a couple months or so. Uh, next month exactly oh, a month it. from yesterday i think man they, they do not slow down between bad batch loki and now this oh yeah it's never ending now i think we're going to get something new every month i'm down for it mm -hmm. i'm all about it uh this looks cool we kind of got like more of an insight into a bunch of the different stories we're seeing there they start big by recreating the convoy scene from iron man only wait tony doesn't get blown up because fucking killmonger saves him <laughs> that'll be a fun one what if killmonger was friends with tony stark instead of roadie i guess i guess or like just what if tony didn't get blown up in the desert i'm guessing yeah yeah I'm, is he gonna build an iron man suit for for killmonger maybe it makes a lot of sense too because it's like yeah killmonger was a mercenary so he would have been active uh in the desert mm -hmm. around that time yeah that's pretty sweet. We also see, what is it, like Wakandans versus Asgardians at some point yep. in a story. I'm like, ooh, that looks cool. The Marvel zombies, obviously, that they keep showing. Yep. Uh, Captain Carter. Which is super cool. And, like, her, like, iron giant big guy and rusty Iron Man, which I'm guessing is Howard Stark building a suit. It's it's Howard building the suit, but it's uh, pre-serum Steve Rogers piloting it. Oh, fun. So it's like a little fun. scrawny guy inside. There's some, like, real uh, blink-and-you'll-miss-it ones. Like, apparently there's Spider-Man, but he's Sorcerer Supreme with, like, mm -hmm. Doctor Strange's cape and everything. Yep. Yeah, he's on the poster. He looks great. There, uh, there, what if... There was uh, Ultron with the Infinity Stones. 
yeah, what if uh, what if the Guardians of the Galaxy saved New York from the Chitauri? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, there's that one. Then there's also what if Star-Lord was T'Challa? Yeah, which you have to wonder, is that one connected to the Asgardians versus Wakandan storyline? Well, I think they're all sort of connected because I I don't... We, we saw in, like, leaked pictures that the team is, is like, called the Guardians of the Multiverse. And it's, like, oh. Captain Carter uh star lord a party thor uh <laughs> all these all these different characters joining together now is that going to be part of an overarching story or is that just going to be like the final stinger at the end as i theorize i think this is this when this is coming it's coming after loki i think this is like spinning out of loki like whatever oh, happens really? in that last episode is going to allow this stuff to happen right right because loki when we last left him was on his way to meet the god of time to meet whoever the hell is pulling the strings on all yeah, of this meet, meet the wizard of oz yeah literally who who do we think it is because like it's the kang. obvious answer, it's kang it has to be because up until now they've like gone out of their way to not do big movie villains well except for elaine but that's a whole other thing it has to be kang i mean yes it has to be it's either kang or it's old man loki yeah or oh, yeah. a loki yeah it's a Loki because I figure that's the most obvious. Or it's like, yeah, Loki, you've been chasing yourself this whole time, idiot. Yeah, I see people saying it might be uh, um, Mobius. Mobius, that would be funny too, where it's like, yeah, we got Owen Wilson here and he's actually a bad guy. Uh, I thought it was funny and uh, Kurt on Twitter said the same thing. What if it's Miss Minutes? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, they keep, like, like a couple of weeks ago, they kept saying, oh, Miss Minutes has a really important role in this. And I think Tara Strong was bigging her up and she's like barely been in it, which if it is her, it'd be kind of disappointing because like, yeah, she's barely been in it. Like she's not really a character, really. I I mean, classic, you know, mystery writing 101. It's always the character who is connected to everything, (laughs) but has been in there for the smallest amount of time. (laughs) Just long enough so you forget them. Honestly, no, I'm fine. If Tara Strong, Canadian voice actress, you know, uh, entrepreneur, was the god of time, I'm fine with that. See, with that last episode, though, I, it has to be Kang, just because, like, there were so many references to Kang in that last mm. episode. With the Quang Tower, the Living Tribunal heads, all these, yeah. all this sort of stuff. The Thanos copter, Throg. Yep. yep. Which, apparently, Throg was actually voiced by Chris Evans. Yeah. Or not Chris Evans, uh... Hemsworth. <laughs> hemsworth yeah, yeah well, they had hemsworth. more apparently they filmed like a whole scene of like like when in that first episode where he's like loki was watching like his life there was like apparently a scene in there where he gets beaten up by throg oh that's they like shot and shot it and everything but then they they cut it out i i loved all the multiple loki's there and that president vote loki was only in there for like a minute <laughs> Yeah, he has his hand bitten off by a crocodile. He's he's all over the trailers, but he actually gets beaten quite quickly yeah. and easily. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's fun. That's fun. There's a lot to enjoy in this. <laughs> the the weirder Loki or Loki gets, and just the more characters they throw at it, the better. I actually think the show gets where they're just yeah. like, fuck it, let's just make this weird. This is this is just Doctor Who. We're just doing yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah, let, let's get like a a, a well respected british actor who's been working for 40 plus years in the original loki costume and it like not like be ridiculous or anything no no again that guy's such a respected ass actor you forget he's wearing a goddamn halloween costume (laughs) and he has probably the best scene in the episode he really does goddamn 
Loki's tight. Mm-hmm. Also, while we're talking Disney app shows, uh, Bad Batch was tight this week too because it's just a Hera Rebels origin. It's just story. a Rebels, yeah, Rebels episode. It's just, hey guys, we had this fun Rebels script sitting around we never got to do. Oh, well, we can do it now probably. Yeah, I like that that show can do that sort of stuff. That's cool. Same, same. And they also kind of promised, like, hey, we'll come back to this at some point because we established Hera, we established uh, Caleb Dune, so why not? Well, yeah, again, and as well, we need, we need, of course, need another episode to explain how Chopper is a war criminal and and, yes, and well, killed millions of people. Killed way more people than any rebel. His body count is sky high. There is so much red in Chopper's legend. Actually, hey, let's talk about that now that we have you here, or now that I have you here, because this is something I've noted while watching it, but didn't have anyone to talk about it with. Uh, what is up with the fact that in Bad Batch, the last two episodes at least, they're doing way more shoot to stun instead of shoot to kill? I yeah, I, I think it's like because they they still see or they know that they know the clones aren't doing this like willingly it's mm. the chip in their head so they know that it's like oh well they're not bad you know guys and they're still their brothers and everything so you know true enough just sort of stun you, them did you compare these episodes to the early rebels and the rebels are like kill, yeah. kill kill never stop yeah well again by the by the time it's rebels and they, they're stormtroopers they're like just true actual people who want to join the empire to fucking kill people and also, too, I guess the point of being like a super well-trained elite clone unit is, you know, also knowing when not to mm-hmm. like over-engage and when not to like turn shit up yeah. too high. Yeah, that could, yeah, it, killing them might like bring more heat on them or something. Yeah, where rebels, you know, it's all about like, hey, you know, we got rebel tactics, which is what we're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so, it's yeah. retconning rebels in any way, Tevia. Yes, no, nothing again. nothing suggests in that episode that anything was being retconned yes i saw that too i wasn't gonna pay attention to that comment i'm just like i think tevi is forgetting what words mean again <laughs> but yeah so there's your marvel what if there everyone it looks pretty cool yeah, yeah. i mean it's really cool actually yeah I, and as well it's like we're gonna get one episode a week as well so that's gonna like i don't know how many episodes there are I'm gonna say eight because that's usually the magic number for these. <laughs> I'll things. say eight, but it's like an it's like animated, so like they could probably get like a couple more episodes out of it. Here's the thing: is it gonna be the classic twenty-two, uh, like minute length that these things usually are and are written for, or because this is a crazy app, it could be as long or as short as we want it to be. I imagine it's gonna be about twenty odd minutes, like a yeah, like cause... a bad batch episode. Yeah, because, like, so far, all these other shows, you kind of can't set your watch. Shoot, it's just like, meh, we're doing it for an app. We don't got to put commercials in. We can make it as long or as short as we want it to be. Yeah. Uh, now, moving on from Marvel news to a little bit more DC news, a kind of unexpected story. Uh, it's the big 25th anniversary of the famous Batman story, Long Halloween, Matt. Yeah. Fun, too, how we coincided it right with the release of the first part of that Long Halloween movie. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. What'd you think of it? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It's it's perfectly all right, but it can't touch the comic, and that's a shame. I would say that even the two Dark Knight two-parters were better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, some stuff it nails, like, uh, what is it, the scene with Calendar Man? That's really yeah, good. Th- yeah, that was really good. I really enjoyed that part. The scene with the money is really good. Mm-hmm. I feel like when they were making that movie, they're like, ooh, if we can just nail these three or four scenes, <laughs> then we'll nail the comic. And it's like, mm, no. 
it was kind of weird too. Did you notice that there's like no score for big chunks of the movie? Yeah, it's it's like it's like incomplete because it's like there's, yeah. there's scenes where it's like okay, there should be like some score here, like I know some little menacing sounds or something. But it's like no, yeah. it's just characters talking. Yeah, I'm like, did I did I get an unfinished work print of the movie? I guess their idea was like, well, shit, we can't think of anything, you know, good enough to match the comic material, so we'll just put nothing in here. It was probably that, probably COVID, and probably, uh, we don't have money. Such such a shame, where it's like, geez, guys, come on, re- recycle a soundtrack from one of these <laughs> old movies, and people probably wouldn't even notice. Oh, no, no, you could have used, like, I don't know, Gotham by Gaslight's soundtrack or something, you know? another batman uh-huh. movie soundtrack and no one would notice it yeah uh-huh. also they kind of changed the ending in a big way and they there's there's a couple characters like uh what is it falcone's daughter that's not in this but she is going to be in the sequel they change they change some stuff and like i'm kind of fine with it because it's it's not huge changes like uh like gotham by gaslight or like hush it where it's like, like changes actually- the whole thing yeah, it seems like they're actually trying to keep the mystery intact, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Even if that means they have to create like a new big action-packed finale for the boat, which wasn't in the comic, because it's like, well, shit, this is where we gotta end it, so we need to have something extra here. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you split movies in two. Yeah, we also lose like several months. We lose Valentine's Day and April Fool's Day and all this other stuff. And I'm like, shit, you know what? This shouldn't have been a movie. This should have been a series. This should have been an animated, like, six-part series. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they actually haven't done something like that. You know, That would have been so much better. Because they always do, like, these, like, like Justice League actions and everything. It's mm-hmm. like, why not do, like, an actual, like, book? Adapt a whole book. Yeah, into, like, a six-part series or something. It would be very smart. I mean, come on. I mean, that's basically what Marvel is doing now with their yeah. things. Like, they yeah. might as well just be adaptations of books. Exactly. But yes, I I got off topic on that. So yeah, to celebrate the big 20th anniversary or 25th anniversary of Batman The Long Halloween and the movie, they got Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale back together to do a brand new special issue, Batman The Long Halloween Special, original title I know. Cool. I don't think it was needed at all. And this has been written by present day Jeff Loeb and drawn by present day Tim Sale. Yeah. who, Who Tim Sale recently, like his art recently has been like, shocking <laughs> yeah both guys have seemingly been riding their early success for a long time also weren't we all mad at jeff Loeb a while yeah. ago because of the role he played on television and him being like i don't want to cast no asians yeah yeah weren't we all really mad at him about that and now dc's like well he did that at the other guys he can come back here and write a batman story because money 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 yeah batman 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 it'll sell also, the it the thing in the solicitation talking about this story like scared the hell out of me. Where they're like, "Oh, it was the greatest mystery in all of Batman's," and it continues in the special. Like, no, it doesn't. No, it was done. <laughs> no, we, it we, finished we there. We, we saw the ending on that. You know, in that book, it had an ending. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not how mysteries work, guys. You can't solve the mystery and then keep going <laughs> twenty five years later. That's not how it works. <laughs> unless you do something really stupid and go back and change the ending which i really hope you don't fucking do oh god (laughs) or go back and be like oh there's a there's a copycat killer now there's a copycat holiday on the loose and i'm like oh well that's just friggin' like lame and also you kind of did that in the main story yeah 
a lot of this just feels like ooh, ooh. A lot of this feels like greed and like corporately motivated synergy, where it's like, well, we need another Batman the Long Halloween. Yeah, and the, and as well as like being Batman, this and connected to Long Halloween, this will probably end up being successful, like in sales wise. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if like we get other like adaptations of Batman stories in like uh like animated form and they're like oh well we'll do a special and it'll continue the story also didn't you already do a sequel to the long halloween and was it also not nearly as good yeah yeah no one talks about that no no one does talk about the sequel they did to it because everything in comics eventually gets a sequel even if it doesn't need it yeah yeah this uh this looks to be one of those things that i can safely ignore also thank you for the cheers devia yeah so I can probably stir away from that. Yeah. Uh, Tevi also asking any opinion on the 10-year anniversary of the new 52. I mean, we were there. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean... It's the new 52. It was pretty terrible. <laughs> there, was, there was good books. There was a lot of shit, too. I mean, I liked Green Arrow from Lemire. We got, you know, Snyder on Batman. I mean, Batman seemed like the most bulletproof thing for the longest time, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and everything else a lot kind of fell by the wayside. No one gave a shit about anything else. I mean, Johns did Aquaman for a little bit, and that was pretty solid. Yeah, I think, ca like, came on a Superman at the end, but by then it was kind of too late. It was its own thing. I mean, Throne of Atlantis was, you know, a pretty good event for its time, but then also pretty quickly forgotten in one of the worst eras of the Justice League. Oh, yeah. James Tynan asked an interesting question where he's like, you know, as far as you fans are concerned, when did the new 52 actually end? And he gave like several choices. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. What yeah. were the choices? Uh, Forever Evil. Yeah. Uh, DC Rebirth. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he like mentioned some other ones too there. And I'm like, all of these are wrong. Actually, it ended at DCU when they stopped putting new 52 on the cover. That's when it ended. Yeah. I, I was going to say it didn't end here of, uh, forever evil that was like the midpoint yeah that was that that was like the first big all-encompassing event of it like yeah. every book got taken over by forever i'm like that certainly is not the end yeah yeah dcu remember dcu i do remember dcu we had prez it was very funny <laughs> prez i think prez and uh the bizarro book that came out of that were probably mm -hmm. the only two good things to come out of that and i guess it brought us like the uh the re new dr fate khalid as well true that's right uh black canary was in a band mm -hmm. benjamin percy started writing green arrow and then just kind of kept on chugging yeah dc rebirth and everything here's the thing people forget dcu because dcu was really short yep yeah oh, hey, Mid yeah. hey midnighter got a book during that time actually he did yeah so that was a thing but yeah i thought that was funny that's like wow you know james tynan worked at the company at the time but even he can't agree when the new 52 was done <laughs> well i don't think anyone there could i i, I think dan didio wouldn't be able to tell you no no he wouldn't uh uh, what is it? Gail Simone had like a great tweet thread where she talked about all her time working there and all mm -hmm. the insight. And again, very, very funny, very personable and very, very honest and everything too. where she's like, no, a lot of us didn't know what was going on, but that was what made it fun too. We were all challenging ourselves to be the best writers we could be and have this all make sense. Mm -hmm. And it, it didn't though <laughs> a lot of the time it did apparently the line she was told and the line that they were all told was like well yeah think of this as year one like sure batgirl's not in a wheelchair yet but she might be 
and they're like okay i guess i guess we'll write it like that then <laughs> write it like she's on her way to the wheelchair you know <laughs> yeah shit that ain't uh that's not, <laughs> that's not something to get you <laughs> yeah shit that's uh that's not something to make you sad <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so there's that news, everyone. We're getting more long Halloween, even though we really probably shouldn't. No. And from sad news to sadder news, we also lost a uh, entertainment industry great this week, a titan, Richard Donner, of course, the man responsible for, you know, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, uh, passed away this week. And ah, uh, what a what a sad one. Yeah, well, it was a sad one, but it was also probably something that was going to be coming soon. Anyway, the guy was like 91. I he, know. He like, was 91 and he was still set to direct Lethal Weapon 900 or whatever the fuck number they were on. Dude had a hell of a life and a hell of a career. Like, not even just the movies you know about. Like, you know, I mean, come on. The dude directed episodes of Gilligan's Island and Perry mm -hmm. Mason and Get yep. Smart. Yep. And he kept working. Like, yeah, fucking Lethal Weapon, for Christ's sake. Yeah, Lethal Weapon, Maverick, uh, Goonies. 16 Blocks, just in 2006. Yeah. yeah, that was a good film. It was actually pretty good. It was pretty solid. Most deaf. And again... You know, old man director who never felt old in any of no. the stuff that he did. Yeah, he, all of his stuff, like, yeah, you never, usually in something like this happens and you get a director from, like, the 70s direct something mm -hmm. newer. You're like, oh, yeah, this guy, yeah, he, he still thinks it's the 70s. Not with him Richard Donner. Like, him and, like, uh, George Miller and Martin Scorsese just, like, defying the curse of age. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, rest in power, my dude, yeah. there, you know, well well earned after everything uh, now did you, did you see the story about like how he pitched uh writing superman to the the uh, the, the movie writer tom uh mankowitz i did not actually but i'm sure it's a good story <laughs> he, uh he, he was trying to convince the guy but tom didn't want to do it because he's like oh, it's a comic book yeah, it's silly <laughs> uh so richard smoked a bunch of weed uh got dressed up in a superman costume and invited <laughs> tom over to his house and when he came over he like <laughs> ran out of the house in the costume telling him to do it <laughs> uh, what a fucking bro man yeah. bro donner i love him <laughs> and also if it wasn't for him and his wife we wouldn't have uh kevin feige or jeff johns it's true yeah they had some like big big you know like connections and everything and also like i mean shit freaking jeff johns worked for him for a little bit yeah yeah they both uh both interned at the same time i think under him Crazy. And, and then yeah that led to like kevin feige doing like like the x-men films and like being a like a guy on those films and then to what he is now talk about a dude who had an eye for talent am i right yeah yeah Basically, you know, he helped, uh, what is it, mentor the entire future of Hollywood and everything. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Again, like, his, his Superman film, like, that's like, if, it, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have stuff like the MCU that we have now. It's true. Yeah, freaking uh, I think Reeves. even yeah, I think even Kevin Feige, like, he makes people watch Superman the movie, like, when they're making these films. Which is a good movie to watch because it's like, hey, this was the first time they got it right and everyone yeah. loved it and it made money and got good reviews. What what worked here so well and how can we do it? Yeah. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So yeah, R.I.P. Richard Donner, you will be missed, but the legacy you left behind will be unforgettable. Absolutely. All right. And with that, I guess, you know, because we were talking about movies and we were talking about the MCU and everything that he paved the way for. <laughs> 
Black Widow came out on video on demand and in theaters, and we watched it. We can actually talk about it now and do a real deal uh, spoiler cast, like the like the kind we used to do. <laughs> Back in the day, the long, long-awaited Black Widow 2, I can say that it's finally here after, like, almost two years of waiting. Yeah, well, yeah, someone actually, like, tallied up how many days, like, from when it was originally meant to release, and, it, yeah, it was some ridiculous amount. It's like, it got pushed back so many times. Uh, as uh, Callie in the chat says, X-Men, Hellions, and Extreme Carnage were great. Yes, they were this week. They were. There was a lot of I, I haven't read Extreme week. Carnage yet. I, that's on my list, though. I've got to read it's, uh, Venom 200 and... Uh, extreme carnage again it's a it's a lot of fun tell you what uh Kali, if there's time at the end of our spoiler cast matt and i will just talk about books we like this week that we think you should read i know usually we do a spoiler cast instead of uh, giving book recommendations for the week but because we're you know actually making good time we'll see about that yeah so yeah black widow we're finally here now it's a prequel movie set place at the end of civil war but before infinity war yeah in that in that brief timeline when they're all on the run from uh william hurt's character yeah yeah ross. When, yeah when ross is off in the kiss yeah when he showed up i'm like oh yeah ross i forget that you're actually like a big fixture of these movies sometimes because i keep waiting for you to red hulk out but you never do <laughs> i don't know whether he will because he's got some uh some uh, charges against him that actor uh-oh uh-oh yeah. uh-oh uh-oh yeah. Yeah, it'll probably be someone else. <laughs> That's okay. Next time he shows up, he just is the Red Hulk. I'm different now. This is what I look like. Yeah, wouldn't be the first time the Marvel Cinematic Universe had to do that, had to be like, hey, this is just me now. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they do it so subtly you don't even know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, exactly. A brief uh, bit of time in between movies that I, I think you could very easily, like up, upon rewatch, when you're rewatching all these movies, you could very easily just, you know, slip this one in between. Oh, I'm going to be doing that like in my rewatch. I'm not re I'm not watching this after like Endgame and stuff. I'm going to slot, slot it in after Civil War. Yeah, this is the first time where it's like, look, you can actually watch this one in, like, a bit of a messed up order. And yeah, you'll have the post credit scene that doesn't quite line up with the others, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I still think it actually fits very nicely. And again, it, I think prequel writing is one of the hardest things because it's like, well, why do I care? And, you know, uh, everything you do could possibly contradict something else. This one doesn't fall into a lot of the prequel problems. No, not at all. I'm very happy to say, uh, honestly, you know, uh, on my first watch through there, I was I was surprised, but I probably shouldn't have been given the character, her backstory and general demeanor. This one actually had a shocking amount of edge to it a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, like as you said, like giving who she is like a, an assassin and a spy, you think that come with it. But like seeing it as well is like, oh, OK. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're going thing. there. They're going there. It's one thing to hear about it. It's another thing to see it. And yes, the Captain Coon, next time Ross shows up, it'll be Sam Elliott. I'm totally cool with I'm that. I'm down with that, yeah. More I, Sam I Elliott's fine. <laughs> you know, they say there's a man, an Iron Man. Yeah, oh, hell, I don't introduce him enough. <laughs> That's what I want, Red Hulk with that folksy-ass calming voice. And I won't back down. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we see that they add some new additions to Black Widow's origin story. It's not just that she was a Russian spy. It's not just that she was in the Red Room. 
but she lived in America for a little bit undercover with her family that is literally taken right out of that show, The Americans, which yeah. is itself taken directly out of real history. Like, that shit actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her family made up of uh, Red Guardian, uh, Alexi, and Melina, her mother, who's... Um, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. I was going to say Madam Mask. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, they are there to disrupt some sort of institute called the North Institute because they were testing on, like, some brain chemical as we found thing. out later yeah 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 it's a it's a bit of a mystery as to what exactly their mission was and what they were doing but you know if you've ever seen a spy movie before it's going to come back and be important uh man the actress they got to play uh young natasha she was really good in like not only looking like a young scarlett johansson but like nailing a lot of her affects too she's yeah She's not in the movie for, like, a huge amount of time, but I'm like, goddamn, this, like, young actress is pretty great. I looked into it later. Apparently, that's Jovovich and the director's kid. Oh, um, uh, the guy who directed, uh, Resident Monster Evil? Hunter. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, shit, really? That makes yeah, actually sense. Looking at her now, yeah, I'm like, holy shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh that that's a jovovich that's a wee little jovovich jr which is funny because i think uh mila jovovich was meant to play black widow in like a 2006 ah, film by david hater that's funny that's really funny yeah that kid i'm just looking at her it's like man so now that i know that not only is she like a really good actress but also has like famous parents yeah this isn't the last we're gonna see her <laughs> also too as the chat says yeah now that we know that they lived in america for a little bit there now we don't have to keep asking the question why do you go back and forth between your russian accent and your uh, non-russian accent exactly yeah because we lived in america for our formative years you see which <laughs> which begs the question every other every other time i speak in russian is that the put on or is american voice real voice you don't know i am a spy yeah <laughs> that's uh you know i could make fun of that all day but the fact of the matter is I, I don't know if you have this same problem matt but british ass ray winstone trying to believe that he was russian for a minute yeah yeah oh i i do like that like he kind of gave up on like he's he's yes, russian he in that did. one scene in cuba and then like when you see him later on in the film he's just british <laughs> oh yeah he just stopped like he <laughs> literally just nope not doing this anymore not putting on the boris <laughs> bad and off voice and i'm like you know what? he's he's ray winstone what are you gonna tell him you gonna tell him not to yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm totally fine. He lost the mustache, and with that, he lost yeah. the accent. In yeah, the it went with it. Twenty years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Ray Winstone, uh, General uh, Dragonov, Dragon, Drake, something. Who, get, who gets mentioned in uh, the Avengers? Right. Is he a comic character? I feel he must be. I didn't look into this. I don't know. I'm I'm not too uh, familiar with like stuff on like sick. Black Widow's past or anything, just because I know it's always kind of changing. It is. Uh, I, I mean, in fact, she's arguably one of the most retconned characters. Yeah. Like, Captain America at least has the buffer of, like, being, you know, frozen in the ice for all those years. Black Widow never had that, so they kind of had to invent shit on the fly. And, in fact, they kind of do some stuff here with Red Guardian that's interesting that we'll talk about in a minute as it relates to the greater Marvel timeline. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, we see their mission go bad in the States and them having to, you know, retreat back to Russia uh, the family gets broken up and the two daughters get taken to the Red Room for further, you know, training and experimentation. And 
Fuck me, that was that was pretty fucking like you know harsh, wasn't it? There, yeah, showing some it some human trafficking and everything to yeah. a surprisingly good cover of spells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, exactly. Like normally, I hate when they do like sad, like low key versions of famous songs, but yeah. I'm like, no, here it actually kind of works. Yeah, it fits perfectly. It's not some shitty Leonard Cohen song in a Zack Snyder yeah. film. Yeah, like okay, this actually kind of makes sense and everything too. And like, yeah, they're like, yeah, she she lived a fucked up life, everyone, and became a fucked up person. Yeah, and yeah. this is how it happened. And I'm like, fair. If you're gonna do an origin movie, this is how you do it. This also means that you know she's probably the least jokey Marvel protagonist, as she should be. Elaine actually does more of the joking, and even when she jokes, it's like very dark. There's the the bit that I thought was the funniest, and it's also the most fucked up joke is the bit in the helicopter. Yeah. History. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's really funny and also super horrifying at the same time. I'm glad they didn't, like, you know, turn away from this. I'm glad they turned no. into this. Yeah, yeah. Likewise with Windstone's character, who, again, I feel like is an amalgamation of, like, several different shitheads. Oh, he's, that, like, like, he's like Harvey Weinstein, Epstein, oh, you know. You saw it too, but he right? Look, he kind of looks like him as well. Yeah, he looks a lot like Weinstein, and he works behind his magical desk, and he sells and commodifies women and takes yeah. away Wait, their rights. Here's, the, here's the line, which I, I didn't like this line because it's cheesy as hell, and it's like the world is like the world has like an overabundance of girls, like it's like the most uh, like copious amount, the greatest resource. Yeah, yeah, something like it's like a really crappy line, but like I'm like, yeah, of course, someone like him would say that. <laughs> the way he says it is so wonderfully disgusting, where it's yeah. like I don't know if this guy is the best marvel villain he's probably not but he's definitely the grossest yeah very skeevy he's definitely the grossest villain also too you know because this is a disney movie still we we can't broach the topic of like human trafficking sex trafficking but it's like come on he's he's definitely abusing the girls too come on i mean just look at well, him that I, is i was waiting for the thing because like obviously like his daughter's like a big part of the film i was waiting for a thing where we learned that like i mean we still could in like some future film where it's like, oh, that's not his daughter. That's like his favorite, and or he like, like keeps her as a daughter, yeah, sort of yeah, thing. I'm like, I was waiting for that. It didn't go there yet. <laughs> that that another thing too about the darkness of the movie here. So as we see more of Black Widow's origin, we get you know the story finally on the big Budapest mission that went horribly wrong, where you know her and Hawkeye took down the Red Room for the first time. And when given the choice, Natasha was willing to kill a kid. Yeah, willing to blow up a child. Wow. And yes, of course, they walk it back later and she feels bad about it. It's part <clears> of her character. Growth, la, 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 la. But still, the fact that they let an Avenger go. Yep, collateral damage. We're going to kill that kid. <laughs> to be fair, she wasn't an Avenger yet. And she was probably just fresh from like her Black Widowing sort of stuff yeah so she'd still be in that sort of mindset but yeah it's 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 pretty fucked up that they could go there but it's also pretty cool that they can go there absolutely because if you if you're gonna do it for any character you got to do it for her because if you oh, yeah. stand off the edges of black widow there's no point in doing it. you might as well have made a hawkeye movie at that point yeah which then again hawkeye also had a fucked up backstory too in the circus of crime and he also had an abusive father and everything yeah. else yeah but yeah, so they, they go places here I was not expecting. Uh, uh, we, of course, uh, very early on in the movie meet uh, Yelena, her, you know, spiritual sister and everything there who was a black widow but got unblacked widowed because of the dust, because the the science dust. Yeah, I like the explanation of, like, like, uh, like Natasha's generation of black widows were all, like, 
it was all like psychological conditioning and brainwashing and stuff but after like she escaped and probably some others escaped they decided to change to like chemical like mind fuckery where it's like actually yeah. changing chemistry in the brain which makes like uh like yelena's generation like a lot more dangerous because they can't you can't just like convince them to like yeah, stop I, being it i appreciated that too you know uh what is it making the difference because yeah once you prove that one black widow can turn against us like well why don't they all do it right yeah yeah I like that, too. Though they never explain, you know, where it's like, okay, well, what was the story of that other lady that defected? Why did she do it? And where the size? You know, it doesn't matter where it came from. This is total Jason Bourne bullshit where you start, like, pulling the strings on it and it all falls apart. Yeah, they don't really explain the uh, that, that serum stuff. They said, oh, it was developed in secret by, like, a Black Widow from the past. I'm like, oh, is that, like, set up to, like, is that, like, going to be Yelena's, like, through plot, like? or something is she gonna go like find out more about this or something maybe i feel like maybe at some point and maybe this is just my brain feeling like this now because we got like three marvel shows in between did did they write this like maybe this will be a tv show maybe it'll be a movie because it feels like there was one or two things where it's like oh and this would have gotten its own episode if this was a tv show yeah yeah i could see that there's like one or two things where it's like, ah, see, and when we expand this to a TV show, this would have gone in again. I, I don't want to think like that, but yeah, we've been so spoiled by three Marvel TV shows now where they can have more time to explore mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and again, like being that it's like all a connected universe, they could still do that. They could. They absolutely could. To be like, hey, you know, it's still it's still a movie, everyone. You know, this is still how movies go. This is how plotting and all of that goes. Uh so yeah, uh, we meet uh, Yelena fairly early on in the movie and everything. Uh, I think she's great, and I think we had to think she's great because this is basically her audition movie. It's the yeah. Black Widow solo movie, but it's also introducing us to the next Black Widow as well. Yeah, and she's fantastic. I I loved her. I thought she's she was great. Fun. Yeah, she's she's kind of fun, different than yep. uh what is it natasha as she had to be she's a little drier because again she's just now you know waking up to free will and everything yeah yeah well, again it's this is like her c- kind of like a fish out of water because now she can like think for herself do all her own things like in the movie like they make a big deal about like the vest she's got yeah it's like the first bit of clothing she was able to buy herself has lots of pockets it's very yeah. fun very practical yeah <laughs> I was not expecting the vest to actually be given such a backstory too, because I'm like, hey, is that the vest that Black Widow wears when we see her? Yeah. When she saves Vince, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, it is actually. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is. It's pretty fun. So yeah, she's a lot of fun. Uh, Guardian David Harbor is just having a fucking oh, blast. He like between him and Yelena, like they just steal the movie. They really do. He is just hamming it up all over the place. I see some people, you know, online who are are harsher on the movie than I was saying, oh, he had no reason to be here besides just comedy relief. And I'm like, yeah, and he's really good at the comedy relief and the movie needed it. So he did his job well. Yeah, yeah. Also, too, him being here, again, as I mentioned before, creates kind of an interesting time paradox that I wonder if we'll see them explore because Red Guardian talks about being, you know, the Soviet super soldier. He definitely has powers. He talks about fighting Captain America, even though as uh, Ursa in jail, who is definitely Ursa Major, says, uh, oh, you know, that's impossible. He was in the ice at the time. So what do we think? Is he just making shit up to make himself feel more important? Yeah, while in he, prison? he is. He's totally making shit. Like, that's something like a fucking Russian agent would do. I bested 
the fucking American Western power, you know, Ooh, I'm big. I'm good I'm for tough. Russia. You know? Yeah. Of course he's making shit up. And like the See, whole time in the film, it's all about him, him, him when it come when he starts talking and everything. So he's yeah, very self-centered. Yeah. So yeah, he's going to big himself up. See, cause, and again, the chat just said it too, where it's like, yeah, was he making it up? Or is this because obviously as we found out in Falcon Winter Soldier, there was other interim Captain Americas that just never worked out. Did he fight the other Captain America and just say that it was Steve? Or is this them setting the groundwork for William Burnside, either in Captain America 4 or in some well, other thing? Because obviously that Captain America was the commie smasher Captain mm-hmm. America. See, uh, see they, they've set him up so they can be either. It could be right. like he's just making shit up, he's bullshitting, or then no, he he was telling the truth. He was he fought William Burnside and he thought it was Steve Rogers. Right. Which man, that would actually be a very cool story for Captain America for if they wanted to do it, especially if Sam recruited him to help out. <laughs> yeah. I would like that a lot, actually, to yeah. see him come and hang out. <laughs> also the fact that like their family was fake and everything, but he's very much into his fake wife. Yeah, yeah, I like that, yeah. <laughs> They seem very much into each other, and it's like, oh, this family unit could have worked. And also, that, that that's kind of like the whole, you know, through point of Act 2, where they're all, like, reunited, this fake family, and them all coming to the realization where it's like, oh, these fake memories we have of all of us pretending to be a family are actually the happiest times we ever had. Yeah, they're the best times, yeah. Isn't that so sad and so messed up, and that none of us have really done much else? Yeah. Again, you know, I, I feel like family is kind of like a theme of all of the different Avengers movies, but here especially, where Black Widow's like, you know, I ran away from these people and found a family and friends in the Avengers, and now I've come back and found them again, and, you know, now I have, like, two families, essentially. Yeah, well, yeah, between her and Clint, they're the only ones with two families. It's true. Yeah. As Callie says, the family reunion scene was my favorite. Yeah. It's really good. You it's can really tell good, that was yeah. the- it was you can tell that was like the centerpiece of the movie like more than any action scene it's like mm-hmm. we need to get to this moment this is what the movie is actually about yeah yeah and uh what is it red guardian's whole like uh thing there of him being uh what is it trying to apologize but him never being able to do it right so at the end he just stops trying <laughs> yeah i i, I like that i thought that was good that was nice I- I just screw it up. I'm like, that's that's a good character arc for him to be like, you know what? Sometimes, you know, people don't want to hear me talk. Sometimes I can just shut up. Yeah. I can just shut up there. Uh, I guess the other big villain of the movie, of course, and kind of a lightning rod for controversy, not unexpectedly. You and I basically said that people were going to have problems with this, more or less when the first trailer hit and it looked like there was going to be some sort of big unmask. I'm talking about the movie's version of Taskmaster. Yeah, that, you know, suddenly revealed that everyone's, you know, hardcore Taskmaster fan and has been for years. And, you know, even though beforehand no one ever gave a shit about him. Yeah, you're such big fans of Taskmaster. They let Nick Spencer turn him and Black Ant into Beavis and Butthead. They definitely do that to characters people like and have respect for, don't they? Yeah, yeah. The the character who's never really held down a book. Yeah, had a couple mini series here and there, and I know there's definitely kind of a divide between you know older fans and younger fans. Again, our friend Kurt, who I mentioned before, he's an older fan, and there definitely seems to be like you know Taskmaster as he was like 20 years ago, and mm-hmm. Taskmaster where he is now. Yeah. And again, in between that, like a lot of nothing. The majority of Taskmaster stories I've read is where he's he's a loser. Yeah, he, he's yeah he's nothing. <laughs> He's a loser. He's a jobber. No one gives a shit about Anthony Masters, which no. is why, of course, 
they're not Anthony Masters in the movie. They're uh, Antony uh, Drago, whatever. Or so it's a, it, it's the daughter, which you knew that was going to happen when you saw her blow up. I'm like, they're not going to let freaking Black Widow murder a child. That's who Taskmaster is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's fine. It's, the one thing I just don't get is that like like pe- people had the problem that it was someone other than Anthony Masters, and and I'm like, you, you guys can believe there's like multiple Spider Men who aren't Peter. Multiple yep. Captain Americas, multiple two Thors. Two Black Widows. Yeah, two Black Widows, but you you can't believe that there will be more than one Taskmaster, really? Yeah, come on. I mean, come on. This I, I, I had total flashbacks to the Mandarin as well. Yeah, this is yeah. the Mandarin all over again. Absolutely. They, yeah, they don't understand it, you know. <laughs> Which, hey, I think the Mandarin ended up pretty good, all things considered, how you got the Mandarin you wanted anyway is going to be the villain of Shang-Chi, so there you go. Exactly, yeah. And, yeah, who's to say Tony Masters won't appear? I I like the idea, the theory I came up with is that it like, kind of feeds back into that whole Harvey Weinstein sort of thing where, like, mm. the, the, his daughter wasn't really his daughter and it was, like, Tony Masters' daughter and she had right. been, like, trafficked. And like now that her memory's back, she like remembers her real father and tries to seek him out or something. And according to fans on Twitter, when I asked them, tell me anything interesting yeah. about Taskmaster, except for the fact that he has a skull face and ran a supervillain school at one point, apparently he does actually have a daughter. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, so that, I, I, but that was the only thing anyone could ever tell you. <laughs> no one exactly. could tell you anything else about him. Our, our longtime fan, Zeke, was like, well, hey, well, one time uh, he uh, infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. by, uh, what is it, uh, making him forget and giving himself amnesia. You know, the more I talk about it, the more stupid he actually sounds. <laughs> for, for what it's worth, I again, I, I enjoyed what they did with Taskmaster here. Again, it's, it, it's a leg breaker villain. It's a heavy. It's, you know, it's odd job from uh freaking uh, James Bond. I don't expect much. That being said, the action scenes they do are cool. They are cool. I wish there were more of them. Same, same. They're, they they, they the felt bit, really cut down. They did. Especially the that I, Red Guardian fight. That felt yeah. really cut down. And the fact that, like, they beat her, but they don't really beat her is the no. thing. They don't win a fight against her. They defeat her through other well, means. Well, well that's, that's what I want to talk about. I like that, like, for a lot of the villains like Dracoff and, and, Black, uh, and Taskmaster – uh natasha defeats them not by using like guns and knives and stuff but by using like subterfuge and like spy tactics and talking to them it's 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 the perfect twofer because yes it shows that black widow is intelligent and a spy and capable of skullduggery and everything else and also she needs to do that because if she was able to just shoot the regular (laughs) guy villain the movie would be over yeah yeah (laughs) I, I do love the bit where she's like, oh, pheromone lock. Oh, I'll just break my nose nerve so I can't smell anything. I'm like, oh, fuck, that hurt. I felt that. <laughs> that looked really painful. Uh, also, to her uh, big fight against the other Black Widows, I'm like, oh, this is cool. This also could have been like a big fight at the end, if not a fight against Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. It felt like they could have had one or the other, either have Taskmasters or just evil Black Widows. Mm-hmm. Also, too, even just their regular henchmen had, like, cool helmets. Yeah, they were kind of, like, Taskmaster-ish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what was up with that? I I, I like that. Are they the skeleton crew, maybe? Is that uh, (laughs) what we're going to call them? Are they skeleton crew troopers? (laughs) 
But yeah, the, the my favorite Taskmaster scene is when they're literally just treating her like the Terminator when she just won't stop and mm-hmm. keeps walking when they're when they're in the subway there and she's throwing yeah. the shield and she just like keeps coming and coming. I'm like, see, I wanted more of that. More of that. Yeah, yeah. When like the chase scenes and stuff were fantastic. And yeah, it did feel like a lot was cut from like their storyline or something. And again, maybe I'm spoiled, but if this was a TV show yeah yeah we'd get like like a two-parter episode or something we would have gotten a little bit more like that i just i wanted more chasing i liked the chasing i thought it was really good and of course the bit too where it's like oh look i'm doing the claw thing like black panther i've got the bow like hawkeye yeah i did the knife flip like bucky and like all that sort of stuff that's pretty cool that is cool i like that they were referencing other movies it feels rewarding yeah yeah and of course, it ties into a bigger story where, you know, Black Widow needs to free her so, you know, she can put away her sins from the past and everything and move forward. And also, too, that means that the Taskmaster for this movie wasn't really Taskmaster at the end, which means that anyone could probably pick it up. Well, I, again, like Taskmaster just sounds like a code name that, that they gave uh, uh, Antonia. So, like, who's to say, like, we didn't have a Tony Masters in the 80s or something? You know? They call it the Taskmaster program. Yeah, yeah. I, again, it seems like it, it was just like a version of like the Red Room that like was used to like mimic people's abilities mm. and stuff. Like again, yeah, you could easily make it so that Tony Masters is there. I don't know why anyone's like getting so upset about all of this. I know it's such a silly thing. Again, it's like the Mandarin. It's a silly hill yeah. to die on. Uh, what else was I gonna say? To uh, oh god, where where is my mind? I can't find it. Where did it go? Something, something. Oh, the costume. Uh, I know the costume was kind of controversial, too, because it didn't look like a Halloween costume like it does in the comics. I like it in action. I think it looks really good in action. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think if, back- he, if, he had, if he had, like, Skeletor face, it would look silly. Yeah. Like, but not silly in, like, the Loki original costume yeah. way. It would look, like, silly, silly. Ironically, it looks almost like a better Deathstroke costume than a lot of the Deathstroke suits we've gotten. A little bit, yeah. That's all I thought there with the sword and everything. I'm like, man, this Taskmaster's a great Deathstroke. <laughs> Even to uh, kind of what we're seeing with Bloodsport now, because Bloodsport in The Suicide Squad also kind of has like a skeleton face, yeah. but only like the bottom part and like a shiny chrome top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else uh, was there in the movie that we liked? <clears throat> um, trying to think. Yeah, we talked about the family stuff. That was all good um oh not as many needle drops in the soundtrack but they did pay for the rights to american pie and worked it into the story (laughs) so that's pretty good yeah that was pretty good that's pretty good where it's like you know hey you know a lot of these movies have big uh, song budgets Ooh, we just blew our song load in the first five minutes (laughs) oh uh her, her little buddy too her little gopher who i think is also a character from the comics from like the uh mason oh the guy yeah yeah the guy who doesn't work in comics anymore but same deal he was like her little buddy who would like just go and get her shit the one who everyone thought was uh taskmaster yeah but apparently not (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i guess we gotta talk about the post credit too a post credit that ties directly into the tv shows actually which answers a question that has been on our minds forever and that is like okay are the movies just movies are the tv shows just tv (laughs) shows what what feeds into the others you know what happens there (laughs) So uh, what what was the post credit scene, Matt? What uh, what did uh, we get going? Well, it's post Endgame, and Yelena is now working for uh, Valentine, mm. uh, whatever her last name is. I can't remember what it is. Valentina. Allegra, Allegra, whatever. 
Valentina. Da, 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 da. I can't help but call her Elaine every time. Yeah, it's so, Elaine. So Elaine is there. <laughs> yeah, and um, she's uh, continuing to uh, make her, I guess, Thunderbolt squad. Yeah, and, and Dark she, Avengers. She, and she's got happen. Yelena working for her already. Like, like it seems like she's working. Yeah, Elena's already been working for Elaine for a while. Yeah, and she sends her after uh, Hawkeye because she she manipulates Elena into believing that Hawkeye was responsible for uh, Black Widow's death. Which, of course, begs the question, hey, how do you know that he was there and what happened up in space? I mean, well, I, I guess... They probably don't know it was in space. He There was probably a briefing and Clint said, like, he he got uh, Black Widow killed. That's probably all that was said. Uh, they're not going to say, we went back in time to 2014 uh, and went to some planet called Vormir and met some Skull Guy. You know what it probably was? It's probably, like, he came back and she didn't, so it was yeah. easy enough to manipulate I, again, that. Again, like, people are just like, it's like, oh, how do these, how do the, how does she know all of this sort of stuff? She can't possibly know any of that. I'm just like, well, it's it's the simplest explanation. Again, as you just said, he came back, Black Widow didn't. She uses that information to manipulate Elena. Because Valentina is also a spy and a power yeah. broker and everything Just else. Just like and how yeah. she manipulates John Walker into like believing he can be the new US agent and the new Captain America and everything. By telling him everything he wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course, uh, begs the question then, man, that Hawkeye show is going to be stacked now because we got yeah. the second Hawkeye. We got Yelena. Mm -hmm. We got, uh, what is it, the clown, obviously, who's going to be the villain, the tracksuit Draculas. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I, I guess Echo, too, who apparently they're developing an Echo show as I well. I told right you. There. I told you that was happening. You're right. You yeah. predicted the future. Yeah. Uh, and, and apparently, like, there's rumors as well that US Agent will appear in, in Hawkeye as well interesting yeah because like the thunderbolts are starting to starting to form right right huh yeah they're building quite the team aren't they yeah yeah also you gotta wonder uh because abomination is gonna be in shang chi will they pick up the abomination maybe maybe it's gonna be in gonna be in she hulk as well yeah you need a you need a big hulk guy so why not yeah you need a big guy do big bad guy things <laughs> but yeah so uh pretty pretty solid uh, I would say. Also, funny too. I guess w w would this movie have come out first before Captain America and uh, Winter Soldier if it yeah. had all come out the it, way it was supposed to? Yeah, and I, which uh, I think that means the the end credits was a reshoot. Okay, because I was gonna say because we see, I was gonna say would would this have been the first time we saw this character? Yeah, because they don't introduce the Val. Yeah, they don't introduce Val in that. Which I, if it was meant to come come out before they would have had to have introduced her in that. So I think it was a reshoot. Right, because Falcon and Winter Soldier was also supposed to come out first before WandaVision, but mm -hmm. did. Yeah. So that's a whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, so overall, pretty cool. Uh, the, the problem with, you know, talking about Avengers movies in general now is that you can really only compare them to each other. Yeah, yeah. At this point... I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was a solid actioner. I thought it was definitely more Jason Bourne than James Bond, though ironically she watches Moonraker in the movie. Yeah, I, I like that. I thought that was good. And she, she knows like the words verbatim as well, which means she's like a James Bond fan. Many a times, yeah. <laughs> which is so funny. I'm a real spy, but I watch fake spies. <laughs> which, that must, that guess... must like, piss her off. It's like, no, you don't do it like that. You do it like this. <laughs> 
uh Kali again asking you think Yelena could be an ally of the Young Avengers I think she's a little old for the Young Avengers yeah. I think they're moving her up to main Avengers and Young Avengers is going to be all the young people yeah I think she'll be an Avenger yeah no doubt to help fill the void on this one mm-hmm. uh so yeah what was I saying yeah I thought this was a solid actioner very uh very born identity especially in the beginning where it's like hey how much can we kick the shit out of these two women <laughs> yeah through that apartment that that fight looks like really like uh vicious like in terms of like to the stunt people like throwing oh, yeah. people through like windows and doors and everything and cabinets they crash, and... They crash several cars yeah yeah <laughs> Just blowing the shit out of them, just knocking the ever-loving hell out of them. And again, it works, and you need it to have this for this kind of movie, because if you didn't have this in a Black Widow movie, it's like, why the hell even make it? Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely say I would watch this one again. You know, mm-hmm. there's certain Marvel movies where it's like, eh, I wouldn't actively seek that out, or like, oh, I'd watch it when it was on TV. I think I'd watch this one again. Yeah, I like all the espionage stuff of the uh, the MCU, like with Winter Soldier and like Captain mm-hmm. America films and this. And yeah, I I definitely give it a watch again. The only yeah, the only real big problem I had with it is like like a lot of the action scenes seem cut down, especially the Red Guardian uh, versus Taskmaster uh, fight that seems to suffered quite a fair bit. I think the best thing I can you know really say about it too is that there's definitely a feeling of completion that comes along with it, where Mm -hmm. it's like cool now everyone has you know kind of been you know represented, and now the timeline uh of uh those avengers movies now are all complete yeah i would i would like a sequel though with with natasha again and you can do it you can do it you set it in that five year you get yeah. natasha and yelena back for that five year because in that five years she was like leading the avengers it's and true and like and you could deal with like um like maybe her family gets snapped maybe red guardian and melina get snapped out of existence maybe Yel- uh, yelena gets got snapped out of existence as well Maybe that's why she thinks Natasha's dead. She, like, disappeared, come back, and Natasha's suddenly dead. True. Here's here's my pitch for that one. Make it a post-apocalyptic movie. Have it be a Black Widow and Yelena traveling across the wasteland with half the population gone and everything. (laughs) That'd be pretty cool. And have Ursa Major be the villain there, because you already set him up. Why wouldn't you want them to fight a giant bear man who is also a Russian militant? Exactly. He's got, like, some stupid plan, like, ah, he's gonna, like, launch nukes and try and take over the world or something. Yeah, yeah. Because it's always something with these guys, isn't it? Exactly. Hell, by that point, uh, they might have the X-Men movies uh, up and running again and have them fight Omega Red. Oh, that'd be awesome. Have them fight Omega Red, that would be fun. Just Omega Red and Ursa Major and then bring in, like, Crimson Dynamo. Oh, yeah, which they name drop Crimson yeah. Dynamo in here, meaning that that person did exist. Yeah, yeah. Which means that, like, you basically question this. There was probably a Winter Guard, like, at some point during, like, the late 70s, early 80s. That's what you call the sequel. You call it Black Widow, the Winter Guard, and it's in the five years uh, there, and it's, you know, them having to fight the leftovers of the Winter Guard who want to take over what's the left Winter of the Guard, world. yeah, try and use that fight, like all the population going to like bring back communism or something. Or something like that. Hell, it would be a great place to introduce Red Widow to I'm the Red Widow. Yeah, yeah. I'm you, but better and more communist. Yeah, and you don't see my face because it's hidden. <laughs> Also that I'm going to seize the means of production by kicking your ass <laughs> and the workers will rejoice in the beatdown that I give you. 
I'm about to Trotsky all over you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there you go. And that's and that's all the communism Joel knows. <laughs> <laughs> trying to try to get more references I'm in there. Can't gonna Karl Marx you for death. <laughs> oh, I like that too. That's also good. Oh yeah, I like that. Uh, Bizarro critic, the second Crimson Dynamo. Hey, it's a whole Crimson Dynamo league. We're gonna take over the world with uh Russian war suits. Yeah, built off the backs of like communist slaves in the gulags or something. Or or something <laughs> like that. Again, there's lots of places you could go with this. Heck, you want to be even weirder? Say that the Black Widow movies are all prequels. Go back even further. Use the de aging tech, and this one is just the Budapest mission with Hawkeye and her. That that'd be pretty cool. We just make a whole movie out of that because honestly, that's what I thought this movie was going to be when they originally pitched it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, they mentioned it. It was going to be in there. Maybe it was meant to be. Again, maybe it was meant to be expanded a bit. Like, but maybe like, if it was on TV, you know, that would have been a flashback. Yeah, flashback episode. See, this is the thing. We're so spoiled by Marvel on TV now and them having more time to flesh out ideas. We can we can see like where the movies would be like, okay, and this is where like episode one would end and then we'd have the mm -hmm. flashback episode. Yeah, which I guess that's like, you know, just a ringing endorsement for the Marvel TV shows where it's like, yeah, it feels more like comics now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Where you can tell these sequential stories in more time and have more time just for fucking around. Mm -hmm. And it feels like all the Marvel shows do that. Where it's like, well, this is just the fun episode. Mm -hmm. This is the one we have just for fucking around and having good times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, maybe by that time, Daredevil will be back too, and we can have a Daredevil <laughs> and uh, Black Widow story. That would be pretty cool. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. yeah I met this blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> oh, man. He likes if red we'll... too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both do. We really get along. <laughs> uh so yeah i mean i guess that's pretty much all there is to say yeah 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 it was a pretty good film it was all right yeah i enjoyed it, it was a good solid action i'll tell you what it felt like the action blockbusters that i've been missing being the ones that they just haven't been putting out yeah yeah maybe that's why this and like fast nine did so big because it's like oh yeah no one's been putting out a movie like this all the movies they've have been putting out are like you know important dramas and like big like studio tent poles and, that and that's the thing out. that the people want to go to the cinemas to see these type of films these ones yeah. where like they send fucking ludicrous to space and like you know shit that people want to see that in the cinema they don't want to see some period piece drama or anything and it's, it's very obvious <laughs> again it's like yeah justify my 20 bucks plus parking plus popcorn and everything else i want to hear the loud speakers i want yeah. to see the boom booms and I, and I can't blame them for that you know there may have been a time yeah. in my life when i have been a snobby film guy and it's like ooh, this is low class art but now that i get older i'm like yeah make me forget shit for a little bit yeah I, yeah especially in these day and age yeah yeah i want to see scarlett johansson kick the guy i want to see her fuck up not quite harvey weinstein but totally harvey <laughs> weinstein <laughs> He's so totally Harvey. I'm he's glad so... I'm not the only one. <laughs> he freaking looks like him, man. <laughs> like, like literally, he's got a special desk where he controls. I'm like, oh, where's the button that closes the door, Harvey? <laughs> where's that button? Oh, and as Jane said, and Space Jam. Yeah, well, obviously, Space Jam is going to do bigger than all of these movies. That's that's how we know we'll be back and COVID will be defeated, Space Jam. Do you reckon it will do bigger than that? I don't, I don't know, actually. I don't know, actually, yeah, now that we Because I'm wonder. pretty sure it's out here. Oh, really? I, I, I think so. I think it's out here. But, like, yeah, again, like, I haven't really heard anyone 
like talking about it or anything like going to yeah. see it or anything i will be interested actually to see how this new space jam goes because like the first space jam was genuinely successful because they sold a shit ton of merch and everything yeah. else off the back of it yeah I wonder, does anyone care? Did you see they got like a special Teen Titans Go thing tying into it? It's Teen Titans Go and watch original Space Jam, and it's literally just them MST3King, the original Space Jam movie. <laughs> really? It is. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Is like irony <laughs> just caught up to itself in nostalgia to the point now where a, a new cartoon is getting all like uh, up in arms, excited about a movie from like 20 years ago. And like for a lot of young kids, this is the first time they're ever seeing or hearing Space Jam yeah. through this cartoon. And it's all like a marketing ploy to get them excited for the new LeBron James. But I'm like, what? what is anything anymore? Jesus. What is anything? We need Teen Titans Go to have a whole special just to prime the pump for Space Jam. Yeah. So fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, everyone, <laughs> I think we can start winding the show. And thank you so much for watching and listening. We really appreciate it. This was a shorter one this week, but hey, you know, it's a return to form for us. We get to talk about a movie. Hey, well, you say it was shorter, but it's still about 90 minutes, which is usually what we go for. We will never try and give you under an hour of entertainment. That is, uh, that's where we live. That is, uh, where we try and please as best we can. Yeah. So thank you everyone for watching and listening. We hope you appreciate it. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get to see this first before anyone else for as little as a dollar a month, $5 if you want video. Uh, it goes up on iTunes, goes up on SoundCloud and everywhere else. Thank you everyone who does uh, the iTunes reviews. That really helps our searchability and everything. I mean, the podcast, the podcast has never been the most popular thing we do, but we know the people who like it really like it. Yeah, and thanks for all like the donations and everything. Yes, absolutely. That means a lot to us too. Uh, now that we get a chance to do this over here, so uh, yeah, Matt and I will be back again next week with uh more goodness same comic multiverse time same comic multiverse place on twitch and youtube so until then everyone we'll see you later see ya